Hello, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. If you're looking for a way to squeeze a little bit of exercise into a hectic schedule, today's podcast is for you. We're going to walk through a muscle-burning routine known as the 7-Minute Workout. That's right, 7 minutes. That's all it takes for a strength and cardio session that works your entire body. And all you need to get it done is a chair, a wall, and commitment. Joining us to boost our heart rate is exercise physiologist Katie Lawton, our go-to source when it comes to fine-tuning our bodies. She is one of the many trusted experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to offer tips on living healthier. So with that, let's learn what a difference seven minutes can make. Welcome back to the podcast, Katie. Uh, I'm ready to break a sweat. All right, let's talk about it. Whenever you visit, uh, you know, to talk about exercising, I, I feel like our focus is uh, is on squeezing maximum effort into minimal time because none of us have any time. Uh, I, I'm guessing that that's a big trend in the workout world. It is, and even like you said, none of us have any time. But in reality, I think if if we really wanted to make time for it, I think we, most of us can generally make time for some form of exercise or movement. Well, that's a whole other episode we can talk about yeah. the time being, being, being our excuse, but but we're we're going to make it so easy uh, where people can can do it in seven minutes where they're not going to be able to use, use the yes. excuse. Because <laughs> um, I, I got to be honest, workouts cannot get much shorter than four hundred and twenty seconds. Uh, so tell us about the seven minute workout and if it's worth uh, the time and effort. So the seven minute workout takes you twelve through twelve different exercises. Um, and it is 30 seconds of the exercise with a kind of a 10 second rest be- to help you kind of get ready and get set into the next exercise. Um, none of it requires any equipment. I think maybe there's a wall that you might need or some space to be able to do like a wall sit, but, um, it's, you know, there really are no excuses for this one. Well, and, and the idea is that these are kind of, kind of short bursts, right? The high intensity, uh, movements that I know you and I have talked about on the podcast before. Yep. And it is the idea that you, you know, with that 30 seconds that you want to try and do as many repetitions in that um, or push yourself as hard as you can during that amount of time. All right. Well, you mentioned the 12 exercises and that's kind of, I know, the key to this this, this entire workout. So um, let's go through them one by one. And, and I understand that the order you do them is really pretty critical. They do do kind of some, you know, mix up like whether you're going to do lower body and then move it into like a core or an upper body and then, you know, you know, kind of mixing up between the muscle groups so that we're not going back to back with some of the movements. So very intentional pattern. Yeah. So we'll, uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's try to, in the spirit of staying in order here, uh, <laughs> let's kind of work through our list and we'll, we'll start with number one, which um, is a classic elementary school gym class thing, uh, jumping jacks. Yep. Uh, what, 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 does that, what does that do? Uh, that's going to be your cardio. Um, and maybe fatigue your arms a little bit. For the most part, that's just going to get your heart rate going. Um, and that's a kind of a good way to kind of actually warm up into uh, the workout itself. Okay. So in, in regular jumping jacks, that's just where you go up and you kind of make that that X and oh, then come back down, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a modified version. If you can't quite do the jump, you can kind of step your foot out to each side um, as you're bringing your arms out to the side as well. So if the jumping kind of bothers your knees um, or your ankles, that's where you can kind of modify the movement a little bit as well. You know, thank you for mentioning that because that is always good. I, I feel like sometimes people think these are these are so um, definitive that you can only do it one way. But the thing, key is you can you can change it to fit where you're at fitness wise and make it work for you. All exercise is modifiable. 
All right. So number two, we're going to is is the wall sit. So uh, tell us what that is and, yeah. and how we do it. You will need a wall, um, of course, because it is wall sit. I <laughs> self explanatory. Um, but generally, you're going to have your you're going to lean your back into the wall, and your feet are going to come out further from the wall, probably about I don't know a foot or a foot and a half. And then you're going to slide your back down the wall so that you're kind of looking like a chair. So your hips technically should be at ninety, or your knees and hips should be technically at 90, 90 degrees. Um, now, again, if you need to modify, you just don't sit down nearly as deep into the, into the wall set. Now, if you get down to that 90 and I know I, I've done these, um, it's a thigh burner. <laughs> if you, and it's if, definitely if, a very good core, a quad exercise. Yes. Yeah. And, and you said, so we hold that for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then, um, when you're done, you slide up the wall and that's the end of the exercise. We take our 10 second break and then we go into the classic, uh, pushups. Right. And again, still modifiable, um, Push-ups are it, technically, right, we're going to be in that plank position on our hands and on our toes. Um, and you want to try and keep your elbows in. I do kind of more of a military-style type push-up. So elbows are going to be in, and you're going to slowly lower yourself down to the ground and then push in your chest muscles to kind of push yourself back into a plank position again. Um, again, it could go onto your knees. You can go onto a countertop, um, a weight bench. Um, if you want to make it harder, there are ways to also make that exercise harder as well. Um, you can you know, place your feet onto a, um, a bench or something elevated. So you do more like a decline push-up. Um, you can use, um, they're called deficit push-ups. So you can take some dumbbells and you're going to go into a little bit deeper into the um, push-ups as well. I know you said 30 seconds, you do as many as you can. Um, does it help with something like that to, to just really pound them out as much as possible? Or is it better to go slow and really kind of hold that move? I'm more big into form, right? So I do find that, you know, if something's, if someone's going to do something within 30 seconds, they're not going through the full range, right? So they're going to do kind of like a mini push up for that matter. But I, I find you're going to be better off if you're going to go into a full extension in those elbows before you come all the way back down. And like I said, I have seen it where guys will, and I'm, I apologize for um, <laughs> singling out guys, but you know, where they actually will kind of just move their elbows a little bit back and forth and they're not going to a full range. Okay. Well, just how easy this workout is. We're already a quarter of the way through. I know. So, um, <laughs> so we, we got done with our pushups, uh, and now we get to lay down, but, but not to rest because, uh, now you got to do some crunches. Right. Uh, and that is usually, uh, you can kind of, you can, your knees, you can bend your knees, put your feet flat on the ground. Um, and you do want, you can put your hands behind your head and you can put your arms across your chest. Um, whatever it is, you just want to make sure that you're not cranking down your neck, but you do want to focus on actually using your core. And you almost want to think about actually bringing your chest up to the chest ceiling, um, and looking at the ceiling the whole time as you're doing it so that you're not hurting your neck. If you feel it in your neck, you're probably not quite ready for, you know, a, a crunch because you're not quite using your abdominal muscles, uh, to actually be able to do the crunching movement. What about if you're feeling some, some pain or, or a little extra in, in your back? Is that something that you're not set up right? Correct. Or, you know, you're just not strong enough to do it. Because, again, that's one of those things. If if one muscle's weak, you're going to overcompensate with something else. So, if, yeah, if you're feeling that exercise in your back, um, there could also be some spinal issues. But, um, you know, uh, there are some other other exercises that you can essentially do for that. But if you got it, it sounds like kind of work through it with the 30 seconds and, and don't you don't want to do it till till it till it hurts, but just kind of do the movement you can and modify it as as, as you need to. It, depending how fit you are, I think you can kind of. Oh, now we talk about like that joint pain or you know um, or that burn that your muscles are getting fatigued. That's fine, but you know I definitely think that depends on also how fit you are. If you are for doing this for the first time, 
you may regret going to that point <laughs> the next day. Now, if you're pretty fit, you're kind of generally regular exercise, and this is just kind of a supplemental workout, push yourself by all means. Uh, next, we go to uh, step-ups. And, and is that as, as simple as it sounds? It is. And again, I thought, forgot about this one. You do need like a, a, a step or a sturdy chair, I guess, if you would, a bench, something on those lines that you can actually step up onto and then step back down. This is also going to be a cardio movement as much as it's going to be for your legs as well. Uh, should you alternate legs going up? I mean, yeah. if you're kind of going up onto a step, like, you know, right, left, right, left. Yeah, because you don't want to use one leg more than the other, uh, and you don't want to create any type of imbalances. So you definitely want to make sure that you're alternating between the two. And and, and we go from there in, into squats, which I have to tell you, I cannot squat to save my life. My kids <laughs> laugh all the time. I cannot keep my heels down. And I take it that is the key to uh, doing a proper squat. <laughs> That's that ankle flexibility we were talking about before. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it is. Um, it, it does require some form of you know flexibility um, within the hips and within the ankles to be able to do it. Generally, sometimes I will have people kind of sit into a chair or tap a chair and stand back up, making sure they're sitting back and not using their quadriceps too much. Um, or you can actually, if you've got like a TRX or a door frame that you can actually hold onto to making sure that you're sitting back. The hard part is with that, making sure you're not using too much of your arms when you're also going into that standing position when you're holding onto something. And the goal there when you do a proper squat is to keep your feet flat and then kind of, you kind of sink your butt down, right? Yeah, you should sit your butt back first. And then after you kind of sit your butt back, then you can lower your butt down towards the ground. Well, we've been hitting our legs pretty hard the last couple. Now we're going to go upper body uh, again as we go back and forth. And this was uh, tricep dips, uh, kind of using a, a chair. Um, tell us what we're doing. So that one, uh, the chair is actually going to be behind you. Um, I actually like to have my fingertips facing me um, versus kind of turning your hands out. Um, you're, depending on what your ability level is, you can you know, hit your um, or uh, extend your heels out a little bit, or you can kind of go into even more of like a tabletop position. Uh, once you're all set, then you would um, lower your butt down towards the ground, and then you'd push yourself up using and extending your elbows. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like if you do that enough over 30 seconds, you're going to, you're going to feel it a little bit. Uh, yeah. That one's a pretty, like I said, that one is depending on how you challenge yourself with it, with where your feet placement is. Um, you can also elevate your feet um, also to kind of make it even more challenging. But yeah, that one actually can be pretty challenging. And, and number eight on our list is uh, going into a, a plank and this no pushups this time, right? We're just going to, we're just going to no hold pushups. And this is, I would call this one more of like a forearm plank. So you're going to be, you, you could do on your hands right into a full, I call them high planks. So then you have a low plank. So or a forearm plank. Uh, I would, if you're starting out for the first time, I would go on to kind of more of a forearm plank potentially on your knees as well. But generally what you're going to do is you're come on to your forearms um, with your arm elbows underneath your shoulders uh, and your feet are going to be behind you kind of in that um, level plank position. Again, you can go on your knees or you can be on your toes. Uh, toes is going to be a lot more challenging. And you want to keep everything straight, right? No, no, no sagging. No in the sagging, middle, no butt up. Uh, you do. And you can, and this is also something where you want to think about squeezing your glutes and kind of your posterior chain a little bit, your glutes, hamstrings, as much as using your abdominal muscles as well. You know, planks are one of those exercises that it seems so absurdly simple and yet you do it and it just within, like within that 30 seconds, you are, you're feeling it. I, I can't tell how many times I've demonstrated to somebody and then that patient went to go ahead and try it for me and they're like, oh, that's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it seems like that's the way a lot of these are, yeah. you know, it's a lot easier watching somebody else yeah. do it than yeah. <laughs> doing it yourself. 
Um, all right, number nine is high knees running in place. So we're kind of getting back into that cardio, uh, get the heart rate up thing. Uh, some people actually put their um, hands out in front of them and have it as a goal to drive your knee up as high as your hands. So if your elbows are tucked in at your side, your hands are out in front um, and bring your knees up to your hands. I know that's kind of one of the elementary ways that they will teach it as well. Um, but the idea is just to kind of in place, um, driving your knees kind of in like a awkward jog if you would. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. N then we're going to move and number 10 is lunges. And, and this, I know you, I know you're supposed to alternate legs, but is it just, you just kind of step ahead and, and kind of dip down, right? You do want a good enough of a, um, width within your step. Otherwise you'll kind of feel yourself off balance. Whereas if you have your feet like, um, in right in front of each other, then you're really going to find like you're walking on a tightrope and then it's really hard for you to do the actual exercise. So you want to go kind of, we call it like, um, if you're on the railroad tracks, like the with not the exact width of the railroad tracks, but you want your, st your stance to be a little bit wider. Um, yeah, wide stand. Yep. And then you actually want to step out a little bit wide as well. And yeah, once you get a good amount of a depth or get amount of width, if you would, yeah, you drop that knee down towards the ground and then you stand it back up. And alternate legs. So you kind of, and you step forward a little bit, right? You can, it, depending on how much space you have, you can do what's called a walking lunge. So you can do kind of more continuous. Um, so in that forward motion, or you can, um, once you kind of go into that lunge, you push yourself back up into a standing position and then you would alternate. Okay. Um, now the next one, uh, we're, we're back to the push up thing, but this is a push up with rotation. So that, that sounds like we're up in the, uh, the, the intensity level on these. What, what, what are we doing there? <laughs> um, after you're done. So usually you do your push up first, like we had talked about before. And then what you're going to do is you're actually going to take one hand. So let's say your right hand and you're going to reach for the ceiling, kind of reaching behind you towards that ceiling and then placing that hand back down. You probably want your feet to be a little bit more wider in that stance. Um, narrow is going to make it a little bit more challenging to get into that rotation. But if you widen your feet a little bit more, it'll make that core a little bit easier. And, and should you alternate which hand you reach up here as you're doing it for the 30 seconds? Yeah, I think um, depending on how you want to do it, um, some people may do a push up in between each sides, or you can do push up and then rotate, rotate. I mean, either one. Um, if you're not as good with your push-ups, you may want to go ahead and do one push-up for each of the rotations. And, and that seems like an exercise that could really test people. And so if, if you're not, um, don't have the strength to do it, it sounds like that's one where you could maybe go with uh, doing the push-up kind of like on your knees a little bit and just work it. on your knees on a countertop, kind of that same idea. Yes. All right. And, and we're already at the last one here. Um, so yay, we, we're just about there. <laughs> uh, side planks. Um, I guess we're kind of back to working the working the core again. Yep. So again, you're going to go ahead onto one on one elbow, um, and you're again you want to kind of try and keep your feet and your um, upper body kind of all in one line, and you're going to bring your hips off of the ground. Um, now you can do it on your knees as well, or you can have it a little bit harder again when you're on your feet, or if you want to make it again harder, you can actually go onto um, your hands instead of going onto your forearm or your elbow. All right. Well, just to, to reiterate for everybody, because I know we've, we've been talking and laughing a lot and going through these one by one. So the 12 in order are jumping jacks, wall sit, push-ups, crunches, step-ups, squats, tricep dips where you'll need a chair, uh, planks, high knees running in place, lunges, push-ups with rotation, and then the side plank. And as you said, 30 seconds on and a 10-second rest in between. The only 
uh, thing I'm not sure about actually is with the side plank, if you should do 15 seconds and 15 seconds. Well, we'll, 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 we'll let's start on the easy side and say 15 okay. seconds for yeah, each. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you get better, you can, you can boost it up. Absolutely. You know, I, what really stands out to me is you kind of look over that list. Um, it's just how amazingly simple all these exercises are. I mean, I, I said they, they do remind me of, of elementary school uh, gym class. A lot of them you probably did do in elementary gym class. <laughs> um, some of them they add a little bit of a twist to, right? I don't know how much of the dips you do in, in gym class or anything on those lines. But um, yeah, a lot of them are, is, you know, something that you can do with just, you know, kind of being in your home. And that's, I think a lot of people look at exercise and they think they, they've got to go, you know, buy some equipment or, or you know, drop some, some, some money on a membership somewhere. But I, you know, this just kind of goes to show that these simple body weight exercises uh, can be incredibly effective. And I will usually say, um, you know, I definitely think um, if this is something, you know, you're trying to get back into exercise again, you know, doing this. And as long as you're consistent, then you can look at kind of looking at buying other equipment. But, you know, make sure that you can kind of start yourself with a routine first before you actually start looking into some further equipment. And I know, you know, it, it is the seven minute workout, but I know when I was reading uh, up on it uh, ahead of this, um, you know, a lot of people will, will do multiple sets. So you can turn it obviously into, it could be seven if you just do one maybe to start, but you can turn it into a 14 minute workout if you just, you know, do it, do it, do it two rounds of it yeah. or 21 minutes. I think that has to do a lot with your fitness, um, your, your current fitness level, right? So uh, some people could probably sustain it for, you know, 45 minutes if they really wanted to. But um, if you're starting out and, um, you know, kind of just getting your toes in the water, you know, don't don't go big just yet, right? Try it out for a period of time, see how you're going to feel. Uh, and then, you know, kind of progressing right through the exercises a little bit. Now, is there a certain group that the that the seven minute workout is kind of just really targeted for and, and really would, would would kind of benefit the most? Not anyone uh, just necessarily in particular. Um, I do think that anyone kind of starting out into exercise, it would be really good for. Again, it's only seven minutes. Um, it's better than, you know, what they potentially may have not been doing before. So if they weren't doing anything before and, you know, they can't really leave the house if they have young kids. Um, if you're traveling, um, you know, don't have a whole lot of equipment, uh, you know, those would be reasons to kind of, you know, you know, try the seven minute workout. Well, I guess now, now the, the really big question, which, which everyone, you know, wants the answer to is, uh, you know, does the seven minute workout really work as far as uh, building up fitness? Again, I think it depends on your fitness level, right? And um, it depends on how much you push yourself, um, you know, when you're also doing it, right? So something's better than doing nothing at all. Right. Um, so again, it, it, um, but you know, for somebody that has, you know, goes to the gym on a regular basis, you're, you know, this is something that's kind of going to fill, you know, something that you can't necessarily get to the gym for. Um, so, it'll, you know, if anything else, it's just kind of a filler, um, for the most part, you know, so that's not going to give them some extreme benefits, you know, for any type of exercise, but for those starting out, I definitely think that, um, you know, they can get, you know, some good cardiovascular benefits and some good strength benefits to start out. Well, and you had mentioned earlier, uh, like while, while traveling. So if you are somebody who works out a lot and you just, you can't get to a gym, I, you know, you can, you know, seven minutes, 14 minutes, 21 minutes in your hotel room and, and you get a good workout. in. Well, and a lot of people who, you know, especially travel for work, that is one of the biggest, you know, issues or, um, things that I get them, you know, kind of, um, you know, concerns about is they don't have time for it when they travel, but, you know, in reality, seven minutes, 
Um, if you just set your alarm seven minutes earlier in the morning, yeah. you know, you can definitely get a decent workout in. Do you have any tips for someone who's, who's looking to, to maybe try this, this, this workout and, and start doing it? Start easy. Um, sometimes I will even say like count your repetitions, um, you know, so that, you know, the next time you come back around to it, you kind of know, you know, what, how many repetitions you did before so that you can kind of maybe try and beat it the next time. Um, don't feel like you have to go for the whole 30 seconds. If you're really struggling to meet the whole 30 seconds, you know, if you need the extra break, take an extra break, or you can actually set a timer on your own and maybe do a 20 second break instead of doing a 30 second break. If you think you need a little bit of extra time to rest in between each. So the rules are not hard and fast. No. You can modify them as, as you see fit. As you see fit. I wouldn't do longer than maybe 20 seconds in between. Um, it does make it a longer workout. So no longer makes it a seven minute workout anymore. <laughs> But um, yeah, you can definitely modify it if you think, you know, you're, you're just starting out, you need a little bit more rest time in between, you know, you don't have that cardiovascular fitness, you can give yourself a little bit more time. Are there any people who should kind of approach this uh, a little more cautiously? Uh, anybody with cardiovascular disease or any type of heart concerns, um, absolutely. You should have a stress test done before doing something like this. If you haven't done exercise in a while, um, your heart rate is going to go um, up a little bit and you want to make sure that your heart's working properly at higher heart rate zones. Before we sign off and, and maybe uh, decide we're going to invest seven minutes in this, um, any final words of wisdom or encouragement about trying this workout? Uh, consistency. You know, I, I definitely always have to kind of always harp on, you know, making sure that we're consistent. Um, if you're starting out and doing it, I wouldn't go back to back to back days, you know, making sure that maybe you're giving yourself a day of rest in between, maybe doing some walking um, or some light exercise in between. Um, but for somebody that is, again, a regular exerciser, they can probably do this, you know, every single day if, you know, they needed to on vacation or something along those lines. Great advice as always, Katie. I appreciate you coming in and look forward to you coming back. All right. Thanks for having me. If you're looking to start a fitness routine and get in better shape or just need to squeeze in a quick hit of exercise, consider the seven minute workout. It's a minimal time investment, but it can pay off big. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.